Hey everyone, before we begin today's show, we just wanted to remind you that Dr. Ben's new book, Designed to Heal, is out and available for purchase. To book Dr. Ben for speaking engagements or to purchase the book, visit drbenrall.com. That's D-R-B-E-N-R-A-L-L.com. Now, Designed to Heal. I'm Dr. Ben Rall. Do you know where the most amazing doctor lives? You may be surprised to learn that it's actually right inside of you. Yet, today's healthcare model is built on a foundation that the greatest doctor instead comes in the form of pills, potions, lotions, even surgery. So listen in, because what if the majority of what you have been told about health and healing is not only wrong, but actually harmful to you? One thing is for sure, when you work with your body and not against it, you'll begin to discover that you are in fact designed to heal. Well, hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Design to Heal. Very excited. We have a first time type of guest on with us today. Uh, I would say our first orthopedic surgeon, so we're excited about that. But um, but honestly, that's not even really uh, mostly why we have you on, Doc. Uh, we have you on because you're one of the uh, the brave, I hate to say one of the few, because that is not necessarily a good thing, right? I wish there was more of you uh, out there. You're coming to us from uh, across the pond, as they say, over in the London area. But um, And you, I came to know about you. Of course, I've been uh, aware of many of these things like you have for years, but of course, COVID, you know, pandemic got crazy and everything was going on. So I saw you on some of your Twitter stuff, and then you have a podcast, and a lot of your guests are people that I'm friends with, of course, because in America, we have a few of them, and so it was kind of crossing over, but we're so excited to have you on. However, I think people would ask the question I would ask, which is, how does an orthopedic surgeon, you know, over in the UK come to this point? How, what, what was some of your origin, you know, your story, your journey? I mean, I know some of it. I've listened to your work, but will you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, and then a little bit about how you came to, to, to be where you are at now? Yeah, thanks for the introduction. And mm-hmm. more importantly, thank you for inviting me on your show, Ben. Of course. Um, and I'm hoping to come back a few more times. Uh, you know, you asked to speak to me for an hour and I've cut it short and I apologize for that. I've got my own issues going on back home. So basically, yeah, I don't have a typical English accent. That's because I'm not English. I was actually born in Scotland. Some people might be like, well, you don't sound very Scottish. Well, yeah, that's because it's a very refined Scottish accent. Uh, I can do, I, I, all right, pal, how's it going, mate? That's a working class Glaswegian accent. Um, but yeah, I was born in Scotland a long, long time ago, 1975, vintage year, and to immigrant parents from the Indian subcontinent. My parents came over, you know, when they're very young. My dad worked in the shipyards on the Clyde. And, you know, very typical immigrant working class background, you know, making uh, a new home in Scotland. And, you know, my dad was, you know, very proud to be Scottish. Hmm. Um, and he had a much thicker accent than me because um, he was working class, proper working class. Hmm. And, you know, they instilled some great values and morals and ethics in me, um, which, you know, I think is what has bulletproofed me growing up as an adult. So, you know, I don't come from a very privileged background. I don't think I'm better than other hmm. people. Hmm. I value democracy, I value freedom, freedom of speech, freedom to practice religion, freedom to do, because these are all the things my parents came to this country for. You know, that's what was attracted. So they're running away from all their oppression. So, you know, I value the importance of these things. And, you know, what I've witnessed as I've grown older is the things that I thought were what attracted my parents to this country were actually disappearing right in front of my eyes. And actually we were becoming you know, a nation, which is what 
my parents fled from, not what they ran to. And, you know, I can't now look at my children and say to them, oh, yes, we live in a country with a free press and, a, you know, wonderful government that's not corrupt. Um, no, our institutions have all failed us. So, yes, unfortunately, most doctors come from very, I would say, you know, either privileged backgrounds or, you know, get indoctrinated in med school, believe authority blindly, mm. believe government blindly. Um, and toe the line. And sadly, I've also come to the realization that most doctors care about their next paycheck and, mm. you know, their mortgage and their fancy holiday and their private schooling and God knows what else. And actually, you know, if it's a decision between what's best for their patient and what's best for their pocket, they might choose the latter. Um, and, you know, a lot of what I've realized about health in the last 20, 30 years is that, you know, it's about making money mm. and from the misery of people's illness and sickness is, you know, the simple things that it takes to be healthy are so obvious and so simple mm. and so cheap and effective. Um, but I wasn't taught any of that in med school. So I doc, but when you're, so, you know, and you're, you're alluding to this and I think it's what a lot of us just feel innately, right? We, we have maybe a, an experience with somebody either professionally or even going to a doctor of some sort. And we go, man, that just didn't feel right. Right. It didn't feel like it didn't feel right. And, and then we saw all these things happening during COVID where it became almost more obvious or just obvious. Like how is this being mandated? How is, what is happening? This doesn't seem like America or in your case, you know, the UK, and, mm -hmm. um, but also like you brought up, I mean, so me being a chiropractor, it's a little, we've been rogue for a while, right? Like, like for us, it's like, yeah, we've been speak stuff's been crazy forever. We've been speaking out for, for a long time. So it wasn't as difficult, you know, for me, it's a little more normal in my profession, right? Like you don't get as attacked and things like that. Now you coming from more the, the, the allopathic side, you know, I have to imagine it was, it was, you know, when I, when I speak out or, you know, a lot of us speak, I was like, in my world, it's like, Hey, good job, buddy. Keep it up. You know, speak to power to the man. But in yours, I have to imagine because of what you just said, people are like, Hey, talk, come on, stop. Right. Like, can you just chill out, do your thing? Do you really have to be a, a rebel rouser here? How did that go for you? Uh, some of the kickback and things like that. Yeah. Or was no, there a tipping point for you? No, it's not going well. So basically, I left the NHS back in 2017 before the whole COVID thing okay. happened. Um, really, the NHS is a national state service. And if it's run properly, it, it would be amazing, much okay. better than the American model. Um, but it's not. It's deliberately been destroyed over the last 20, 30 years by big pharma. Mm. Um, you know, they don't want a service that's alternative and, you know, working well for the population and is cheap and effective. So it's been, the NHS has been you know, hollowed out and it's not really the NHS anymore. And I left disgusted at what it had become. And I could see I couldn't treat my patients the way I wanted to treat my family. And it's really simple. It's all about medicine, drugs, you know, there's well, no real so, preventative health care. So, so that's interesting. So 2017, yeah, clearly way before, well, not, well, they were probably yeah. planning all this stuff before that, but yeah, yeah, before, been it for decades. before it had come out, you said, this isn't working. This isn't, you know, and again, yeah. being in an orthopedic world, you know, I would imagine, you know, being the chiropractor, there's stuff that, hey, not everybody needs a surgery. Not everybody needs whatever, right? Hey, lose weight or start moving your body or get rid of inflammation, change your diet, pick your, you know, there's yeah. a lot of things and keeping, you know, drugs and surgery as a last resort. That's what anybody that's reasonable, I think always says, assume that's 100%. your same position. Yeah. So you said, Hey, this doesn't make sense. I, now I don't want to put words in your mouth, doc. Was it being like you had to toe the line? Hey, if they come in, they need a surgery or they need drugs. And if you don't follow that protocol, you're not hitting the bottom line it was, or 
it was like that, but basically it was it was these aren't your patients; they're the hospitals. Mm. Um, you've got five ten minutes to make you know your mind up and you know do the consultation five ten minutes. Who can who can do who can treat any patient five ten minutes? Wow. Um, Let alone the had, surgical situation. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. I was told you're an orthopedic foot and ankle surgeon. Just stick to that domain. And I was like, well, actually, I'm a doctor first, and I want to talk about holistic care. I want to look at people's stress and diet and yeah. lifestyle. And, you know, that you cannot deal with in five, ten minutes. And, yes, the answer to everything isn't an operation. You know, my conversion rate is actually only 5%. So if, this, wow. if you come in to see me, there's only a 5% chance I'll offer you surgery. If anything, I try my best to avoid surgery. Sure. Now, this this is not coming from someone who is anti-surgery. I've had six operations myself. Yeah. And I'm really glad I had those six operations because now at the age of 48, I'm the fittest, healthiest version of myself. Mm. And if I hadn't had those operations, I would not be in this position. So operations have their role. Sure. But you know what? They, they need to be dished out at the appropriate time, not like candy sweets to everybody. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it was there was I was head of the department and I just realized you get punished if you're innovative and hardworking and you get rewarded if you're inefficient and lazy and corrupt. And I had enough. I just left. And my dad was dying of cancer. I wanted oh. to spend time with him. And I, I just looked at my own lifestyle. I was overweight, diabetic, mm. very sick, chasing the money, chasing the mm. dream. A job in the NHS is a job for life. It's a very cozy, peachy number, great oh. pension. And you do a little bit of private practice on the side, you know, win-win. Oh. But, you know, I realized there's more to life than money. I need to take care of my health. I need to be a present parent, father. I have to be a present husband. And, you know, there's, you know, I don't want expensive holidays and expensive schooling. So not, none of that really matters. So I left the NHS and that's very strange. Very few people go independent in the UK. Most people work for the state. And the problem is, when you're not independent and your paycheck is coming from someone, you'll toe the line. You won't ruffle feathers. You won't, you know, rock the boat. Sure. And and that's what I've seen. So a lot of people who might want to speak up are scared to speak up. So there's a lot of self-censorship that takes place. Uh -huh. And, you know, yeah, I, I left. I went full-time private and and then COVID hit. And that that was another mm. that was another ball game, wasn't it? I mean, that was a real eye opener to some people and for some is still unfortunately falling for the propaganda and the brainwashing. So you had a little bit of a head start in in that you had drawn a line before for just out of integrity reasons for the for the care of your patients and saying, hey, if I can't and again if I if I can't operate in the system, I still have to take care of the people that I can the right way, right? And um, yeah, and and so you do that. Now you see COVID coming in. You probably smelled it much earlier than most, right? You go, this isn't. It didn't make sense before. This certainly doesn't make sense. Um, so did you start to speak out right away, doc or no, no, no. So I was involved in a political campaign called Brexit. I don't know if you heard of sure, Brexit. For sure. Um, I actually even ran for parliament mm. and then, you know, I was involved with the Brexit party cause that was a fundamental vote for, you know, a d democratic vote. And I saw the, the fear porn, the propaganda brainwashing that the government was trying to do because the mainstream media and the government were saying, oh, people who voted Brexit were white, you know, old, mm -hmm. poor working class men. Well, I clearly have an identity crisis then, you know, because you're identifying as, as that now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why old racist, basically xenophobe. So, you know, I, I thought this is BS. This is a lie. You know, there's a lot of people, young, old, poor, rich, different backgrounds who want to get out of the EU, which is a supranational, you know, undemocratic organization. And we want independence. And, you know, there's nothing 
wrong yeah. by being a nationalist. There's nothing wrong with wanting your country to be great sure. and successful and looking after your people and your citizens rather than some, you know, unelected bureaucrat. What the hell's wrong with that? Right. I mean, but that was suddenly made out to be some really far right terrorist, you know, all right yeah. terrorist. Yeah. So when I got involved with the Brexit campaign, that that was a exhausting process because oh. I'm literally on the streets, you know, in my my area canvassing and, you know, going out and meeting people and I was being called a racist, mm. Nazi, you know, and it was quite quite stressful. All the doctors stopped referring patients to me. Mm. So my my income dropped substantially. You know, I'm full-time private. Yeah. So, you know, it was a, it was a hard hard couple of years. And so at the early 2020, I was just mentally exhausted. Mm. I was really quite stressed out. And when the when the the news came out this virus, I'll be honest with you, I'm gonna put my hands up. I I fell for the fear porn. Oh, I was wow. like, oh my god, what's going on? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. I you know, I was because I was mentally fragile. I was oh. I was not in a good place. Yeah, you know? I mean that and is an um, interesting thing, Doc. Not to stop you there, but I I mean I think mm. hearing your story, a person says, well, yeah, no kidding, you were right. I mean, not that other people don't go through a lot of stuff, right? Of course. Um, but but I think you expose what happened to a lot of people, right? Even even whether it was even in, in the COVID time, right, where they, they got exhausted fighting against the jab, they got exhausted against fighting against the masks and, and all this stuff. And they, we all have our, our, quote, breaking point, right? We all have our, our and, and unfortunately, right, all, some people would say we all have our price, different things. Now, I think what, you, what you've gone through, it sounds like, and you get to the rest of the story, but that's also almost a, a refining fire, right? Like it's clearly you came out stronger, right? Now in that moment- um, Hundred percent, because I knew what had happened. So I, I actually was like, "Oh my god, something terrible is happening." Okay, maybe we need the lockdown. Maybe mm -hmm. you know the government needs to. Do, maybe that's the solution. Literally a few days after lockdown, and I was hearing when the government was saying, "Oh, everyone should stay at home. There's no treatment, and basically until you die, get into the hospital." Right. I was like, "This is BS." Okay. So I fell for it for a few weeks, and then I was like, "This is BS." And I thought about why I fell for it, mm. and I thought I fell for it because I'm stressed and I'm fearful. They got me. Mm. They got me. And, and and I got so angry. And I was like, this is how they're they're manipulating. Everyone's stressed. Financially, everybody's struggling. Nowadays, you know, make, things don't make sense. Everything's so expensive. Why can't we make ends meet? Why do we need to work so hard sure. just to get by? Our parents didn't need to work like this. Why are we doing this? You know, so financially, everyone's stressed. Everyone's eating rubbish food. Yeah. You know, being brainwashed by the TV. Physically and mentally, we're not resilient. Guess what? We're easy to manipulate. So, you know, I'll be honest, I was manipulated. Yeah. And I made me and it's made me really angry. And I realized to prevent ourselves from being manipulated in the future, we need to make sure we're mentally and physically resilient. Mm. Mentally and physically healthy. Because if we're not, we are prey. Mm. And there are predators out there. So my mission, going fast forward yeah. quickly why I'm on this whole podcast and everything is I am on a mission to empower people. So listen, I know RFK speaks a sure. great talk yeah, yeah. and Trump, Trump sounds wonderful. And I love all their speeches, but you know what? Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to probably offend That's some of right. your listeners. That's all right. I don't believe in messiahs and false idols and all that kind of stuff. We need to empower ourselves. Yes. You know, you know, if you think about, you know, God is within us. We need to tap into our own sovereign power and we need to lift ourselves up. God is in us, outside us, and we need to be the strongest physical, mental um, reflections of ourselves. And we need to save ourselves. We need to stop abdicating our 
future, our health, our responsibility to external forces who may be good and may not be good. And you, and don't, you know what? Yeah, go ahead. It's, and, and people who go, no, 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 you know what? That person's going to save me. No. And if anyone is out there saying, look, just come to me, trust me, I'll take care of you, I'm going to save you, I- I'm running the opposite direction. Yes. I'm running the opposite direction. You know, we need to save ourselves. So my podcast is about educating and empowering people and saying, look, these are the facts. This is what you need to listen to. This is what you need to do. This is how you need to be healthy, physically, mentally. This is what the BS is. Because I'll tell you one thing, the news isn't telling us the news. The news is distraction, it's deception, it's deceit, it's lies. So the news is all just a brainwashing, you know, yeah. um, you know, structure. So I'm trying to produce content as an alternative because I I got to a point where I didn't know who to trust. Yeah, yeah. And 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 frankly, I thought, well, I know who I can trust. It's me. I make mistakes. I'm honest about them, like falling for lockdown. Right. But, you know, um, I was vocal about the mandates. I've been vocal about the vaccines and the harms. I've never pushed any of those. I've never pushed that. I, you know, I've, I've been very vocal about that because I, I got to a point where I was like, I can't stay quiet anymore. Yeah. You know. How do, how do they, what is your, your podcast for listeners so they can make sure they start tuning in and listening? I know you've had some great guests on there. I was listening to some the last few days as oh, well. Thanks. Yeah, go ahead. What's your, oh, thanks. yeah, so they can make so sure it's they. Doc, D-O-C. Doc Malik, M-A-L-I-K. I know you Americans love to say Malik, but it's not. It says Malik, M-A-L-I-K, Doc Malik. And and you can go to the website, docmalik.com. Okay. Um, and and it's you can actually listen directly from the website, but there's links on Rumble, YouTube, um, uh, Rumble, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, to name a few. You know, one of the... And yeah, th- I'm... Yeah. One of the things, Doc, that I think is... And like you were talking earlier, if you're looking for some person to be your savior, let me save you a lot of time, that will never happen, okay? So that being said, the great thing, and I agree with you completely when it comes to health, here's what I love. Listen, at least right now for this, this moment in time, now we don't know what the future holds, but right now you still control what goes in your mouth, you still mm. control how you move your body, right? You still control mm. what time you go to bed. You still control if you're going to go on a walk, if you're going to hug your kids, if you're going to kiss your wife. And so do not, th- this is one of my biggest frustrations as well, which is that tension, right? Taking responsibility, as you know, most of our, so much of our diseases are diseases of lifestyle, right? From obesity to cancer, to diabetes, yep. all those things, things you were struggling with, things you saw, see in practice. And so yep. when, when I would, so now, of course, that feels like stepping on people's toes sometimes, right? And I remember talking to somebody, they're like, well, hey, that's kind of harsh. I said, listen, this is great news. It means you have control over this. Now, sure, you 100%. can get run over by a truck and struck by lightning and eaten by a shark. That happens too. But when it comes, you know, the saying control the controllables, at least those things in our lives that we can control instead because you're right doc you see all this um this garbage now these weight loss pills right pushing diabetes drugs for weight loss and it's always the quick fix culture all that a lot of times patients that you probably saw even orthopedic you're like hey listen you don't need a surgery you need to get your lifestyle under control you need to lose 50 pounds you need to exercise whatever the scenario required and so i tell people all the time and it's good to hear it from you which is listen because you know what? And like you said, those leaders were going to come and go. We live in Florida. So we had Governor DeSantis, who, thank goodness we had Governor DeSantis, but he won't be here forever. He can't be here forever. And we don't know no. who's coming next. And if we, the people, if you will, if we, the people, don't understand that the government in this case works for us, right? And we are, they're not our keeper. They're not our, they're not our daddy. And if, but if we act like they are, that's when we're, brother, it's over at that point, right? And, and, and so, you know, we need, I'm, I don't, so you said you came through it stronger. I know you've got a family, you've got your kiddos, you know, all that. Like, 
what do you say now to, what do you say, I don't want to say, what do you say to us? Because you know what, whether we like it or not, this globalist kind of thing, of course, you're overseas. It's, you know, we're now talking, we would never have talked before, right? Before COVID, there would not necessarily been a reason for me, you to get on the phone at, you know, eight o'clock in the yeah. morning in the middle of this, 100%. but here we are. Um, so yeah. what do we do going for? What are you seeing happening? There's some weird stuff with the WHO going on, United Nations. Like what would you, what's your next push here? Of course, in health but, and empowering people totally get it. I'm with you. But listen, listen, yeah, there's not all these WES and WHOs. I don't know. I don't care about mm -hmm. them. They can try all their best. Look, first of all, number one, just don't comply and say no. Amen. We're not going to say we're, no. Yes. Right. But two, look, do not underestimate the power of your health. Mm. So I recently was in the States. I arrived in Miami, then took a connecting fl flight to Austin. I was absolutely disgusted. It's the first time in the States, you know, in mm. years. Um, since 2019, I hadn't been abroad for obvious reasons. Right. Um, and, you know, outside the airplane were like 12 wheelchairs where obese people got on. And then they were pushed by, you know, 12 obese people. Yeah. So obese people pushing obese people. And everywhere in the airport, there was just junk food being fed, you know, carbohydrate processed with rapeseed oil and fructose corn syrup and different packages and people just consuming them en masse. Everywhere I looked, obesity, obesity, obesity. So listen, mm. your listeners need to sort themselves out because of the, the reality is the majority are probably going to be obese. And yeah, just statistically, the, yeah. Statistically. I'm looking at you Yeah. on the video. Mate, you look a bit overweight. <laughs> yeah. You know? I'm being serious, Ben. Look, people need to just sharpen, toughen up. We need to be lions. We need to be warriors because there is a spiritual battle mm, going mm, on mm. and you need to be warriors and you need to be fit, strong warriors. So quick rundown in yeah. a few minutes. Optimize your sleep. If you look at lions, what do they do? Do they go to the gym all day long? Or are they sleeping under a tree mainly? Yeah. They look, and are they jacked right. or not? They're jacked, right? So first of all, optimize your sleep. Get to bed by 10, fast asleep, and wake up at 6. Go to sleep early, wake up early. Forget late nights. No one's an owl, night owl. You know, reset your circadian, circadian rhythm. Your hormones will fall into balance, and then you'll... You know, you can fight off your insulin resistance Amen. partly by that. So go to sleep early, wake up early. And it's so important. First thing in the morning, get some morning sunlight, even if it's a cloudy, overcast day. Walk outside on the, on the ground, barefoot. Just connect with the ground, okay? Have a shower, have a cold bath. Do 10, 15 minutes of strength exercises. You don't need any equipment. You don't need expensive gym membership. Just squats, lunges, use a chair, do some press-ups, sit-ups. Russian twists, single leg, de remaining right. deadlifts, you name it. Use your body weight. 10, 15 minutes every day, every day. And exercise barefoot is better for your balance and works the intrinsic foot muscles. And then when it comes to eating, don't eat all day long. Don't graze all day long. If you're going to do that, yeah, of course you're going to be a sheep. But you're not a sheep. You're a lion. You don't have multiple stomachs. You're not a ruminant animal. You don't eat grass. You're not naturally vegan. Okay, we're... We are carnivores, omnivores. We're more like lions, predators, okay? Fearless. You know, that's how you need to be, mm. a lion. What do they do? They sit under a tree for two, three days, looking jacked. And then when they're hungry, they go running out and catch something and eat it, and they feast. So for take, for example, I only eat one meal a day. I fast 20 to 21 hours every day. I have one amazing, epic meal packed with animal fat and protein. 
with a little bit of tiny bit of like fruit, maybe vegetable. I'm almost carnivore, mm. probably not going to be 100% ever because, you know, that's just my taste. But seed oils, canola oil, rapeseed oil, cut it all out. You know, fructose corn syrup, cut it all out. If it looks like a plant, by all means, eat it. I'm not a great fan. Sure. If it ate a plant, ate a plant, not ate soya, then eat that. So pasture-fed, grass-fed, beef, for example, not grain-fed, diabetic right. cows. Don't eat diabetic cows. Don't eat diabetic pigs. That's not great either. And But if it was made in a plant, if it was made in a factory plant, don't touch it. If it comes in a bright package, in a box, don't touch it. If the food doesn't go off, don't touch it. Right? It's really simple. And Doc, uh, you, you say this from experience because you were very open about that, right? You were not healthier mm. before. So like I say this, you're not you're not up here just, you know, preaching at us and, and, and telling us, you know, yeah, we're yeah, all yeah, stupid. Yeah. And I mean that, you know, because I live in the States, right? And, and, and like you just described. And so th- take this as as loving fatherly doctor advice. Right? 100%. Listen, this is tough love. Yeah, yeah. This is tough love. Look, I was 86 kilograms, overweight, 34 inch waist, touching 36. You know, I was a big guy and I'm only five foot seven. Mm. Now, you know, I'm 70 kilograms. I've got 28 inch, 28 inch waist. And the reality is if you've got fat around your tummy, you've got insulin resistance. And insulin resistance isn't just about obesity. It raises your cancer risks, strokes, heart disease, yeah. Alzheimer's disease, inflammation, aches and pains. So when I'm giving you this tough love is because I love you and I want you to be healthy, pain-free and happy. You know, if I didn't love you, right. keep consuming, stay fat, get sick, take medication, and be a part of the system that feeds on your misery. Well, how, 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 to your point, even if tomorrow we snapped our fingers and, and medical freedom, you know, reigned and, and all this ridiculousness went away, we're still left with a... I often say like this, a sick, fat, depressed culture. Well, how much, brother, if all we have is a whole bunch of people sitting down, you know, even if we got rid of the propaganda, listen, people are still going to sit down and stare at the TV all night long and be addicted to their screens. And so like, it's only, but it's easy to blame that, right? It's easy to say, oh, look at what they did to us. That's still a victim mindset. That's still, we're not really there, right? I love Um, it. So this is, this is why I'm saying self-empowerment. This is why I'm, I'm being really tough love because you know what? We can blame. Fauci, yeah. and we can blame Klaus Schwab, and we can sure. bl- like none of these guys could have done what they did to us if we weren't dumb, stupid, compliant. Yeah. Okay. If we were lions and we said no bloody way, if we if we didn't abuse our bodies and we we took care of ourselves, we wouldn't let someone else abuse us. It's because we yeah. are used to abusing ourselves. We're quite happy for mm. other people to mm. abuse us and comfort. So we and comfort. We need to stop being lazy. We need to stop instant gratification. Mm. We need to stop being addicted to sugar. So coming back to the fasting very, very quickly, no one can go suddenly from eating all day to fasting. It it will wreck the system. Start off by fasting 16 hours a day. Get an app on your phone, Vora, Zero, whatever. Start clocking your times. Make sure you're always fasting a minimum of 16 hours. It's very simple. You know, eat between 10 in the morning and 6 p.m. After two, three weeks of religiously doing that, then go from midday to 6 p.m. That's 18 hours of fasting. And then move to 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Always stop eating three hours at least before you go to bed because if your stomach is full before you go to bed, you won't be able to go to sleep. Mm. It's churning. It's inflammatory. Mm. Do it gradually over the you know three weeks, each one of these steps, and then get to a point where you're having one meal a day. Plan a week in advance what your meal will be. Some people will say, well, I can't eat steak and mint, so that's very mm. expensive. Listen, you get 500 grams of mince, you know, that that one meal with fried eggs and whatever 
is a lot cheaper than three processed meals a yeah, day. Yeah. I promise you. Yeah. And um, bulk cook, store it in your freezer, your fridge. Just eat high quality protein and animal fat. And you know, that will also keep your appetite at bay. So yeah, and then you won't yeah. crave the sugar anymore. Sugar is the killer. And I, I know you've got to run here, but I just I'm just mm-hmm. as a review of what, what Doc is just saying here, it, it, you know, a lot of the most important things in life are profoundly simple, right? They're they're not complicated. Yep. I mean, you simply said, go to bed at a reasonable hour, right? No, my, my mom and dad, you say, right, nothing good happens after midnight, right? Nothing good happens after, you know, 8, 10 o'clock at night. That's how we're designed to yep. sleep anyway. Go down with the sun, get up with the sun, get up. Yep. And by the way, you always feel better. And then, yes, feed your, your body the way that it's designed to be fed and move your body for 10 to 15 minutes a day in a specific way. And a majority of things that, now there's other things out there. We're not denying that, right? There's toxicities, there's things that happen, but a majority of health issues will go away by following that simple advice. Yet, we act like we'll, we'll listen to this podcast and we'll go, oh, well, you know, it's, it's too hard. I'm too tired. I'm busy. Hey, you're busy. I'm busy. We're all busy, right? But you're worth it, right? Nobody can do it for you. Nobody can come in and move your body. Uh, I, you know, the difference between motivation and inspiration, motivation is something somebody makes you do, right? It, it's, they have to come. It's an external. Inspiration is something that comes from inside of you, right? Where maybe they heard this today and something clicked listening to you, doc, just getting that tough love, speaking to them and saying, you know what? Enough is enough. If he can do it, I can do it. I need to stand up. I need to be a lion or a lioness. I need, I cannot be a sheep anymore. This is not okay. And even if, you know, we, we win this thing, if you want to say it, win this, this battle that we're in right now, um, if we come out of that and we're just sick, fat, and depressed, we're not going to be any use anyways, right? And so we've got to get in the game. It's people like you with the voice, a doc, that, that, are, that could have rolled over, could have just stayed in there, you know, cashing their check, being a, being a, a pawn in the game. And uh, thank goodness that you didn't. I appreciate you. And, uh, and so um, any last final words before you got to go? Yeah, I'm sorry I have to cut it short. Yeah. My bank, my podcast bank account has been frozen by it and I need to go into Crazy. the bank branch to figure out what's going on. They've accused me of dealing with um, Cuba, North Korea, wow. um, Donetsk, People's Republic, Afghanistan, Syria. I mean, you couldn't make this up, honestly. Amazing. I, I've spent £30,000 setting up this studio, equipment, mm. website, everything, hosting, you know, because this is my way of fighting back. And, you know, I've, I've literally had 500 pounds worth of donations, like through buy me a coffee and yeah. Substack, And I haven't, I haven't withdrawn any money, haven't spent any money. And the bank's accusing me of, you know, dealing in these countries. I mean, what the hell is that all about? So wow. I, I need to figure out how they're, what, what, what this is. That's why I'm, I'm cutting this podcast short. Look, I'm very to the point. I'm from Glasgow. I don't do BS. I'm, you know, I'm sorry if I'm a bit blunt. I'm sorry if I've offended <laughs> anyone. But you need to understand it's tough love. You know, the devil comes to you not with horns and, you know, red monster, right. you know, features. He comes to you all charming and nice, telling you what you want to hear, tempting you. And, you know, you fall for it. You know, I'm the opposite. I'm telling you what you need to hear, including you, Ben. Yes. Next time we talk, I want to see a sharper, fitter, toned version of you. Because, listen, if you're going to be a freedom fighter, you need to lead by example. Amen. And I'm saying this because I love you too, buddy. Yeah. I, I won't tell you the name of someone, but I did a podcast with someone else from the States and um, he, I'm going to be going back on his podcast. Um, and, you know, he messages me on WhatsApp all the time now. Okay. And he goes, I've lost, uh, he's now lost 30 pounds. Yes. He awesome. goes, that, he goes, Ahmed, that conversation you had with me changed the trajectory of my life. I, 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 I listened to everything you said and I thought, I have no excuse. Mm-hmm. How can I sit here fighting, oh yeah, COVID, yeah. jabs, everything. 
while I eat this garbage, Amen. while I consume all this nonsense. And, and, and I would say to you and all your listeners, like there's no point screaming and being angry with the, the bad people out there if you aren't going to physically, mentally take responsibility now, today, for yourself, your family, your children, your grandchildren. All right. I love you guys. Love you, Doc. Take care. Good luck. Bye-bye. Take care. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to support the show, give us a five-star review and share it with your tribe. To learn more about Dr. Ben's work, visit AchieveWellness.clinic.